Welcome to a different episode of Un-American. I am Brandon, and uh, for this little uh, intro track, I impromptu recording, I am joined by Franklin. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Brandon? I am doing pretty good. Uh, I wanted to do this little uh, intro just because I wanted to put out a different episode than we would normally put out. Um, this one it doesn't quite fit the weekly format, and for good reason. Uh, this what we're what we're doing with this episode is we we talk on every episode about the Patreon account, uh, page and the uh, bonus content and whatnot. What um, you can do to support us as a listener, right? Uh, Is it that, yeah, it feels natural that we would give them a little taste of that, right? Yeah, I, f- I feel like we should. So I figured uh, we would take this week to get out of the regular format, throw up the first uh, episode of the premium. Which is, which is a great episode, even though it was, we were lacking Jim. You yeah. and I had a great time, and it's a little less heavy than the the main yeah. episodes we do. Yeah, not that. We're, the idea, I think, is to do a couple of different things, which we'll get into in the episode. But, um, but yeah, I figured we might as well take a week to to break the break the cycle and and kind of play around with the bonus feed. So if you do like this, you can find us um, on Patreon again at patreon.com forward slash unamerican and for three dollars uh for a three dollar donation you can get access to this feed as well so uh, and more episodes like this yes Welcome to the Un-American Premium Podcast feed. If you are here, you are here because you donated to the Patreon account, and we greatly appreciate your support. Um, I am Brandon. I'm joined tonight by Frank, or today, who knows? This, yeah, whenever this, you this, choose. Right. I'm joined by Franklin um, today, and uh, Jim has actually has taken off for the night. We just finished up an episode of Un-American in our timeline. Um, and, uh, and so, but we wanted to at least try to do something for the, the bonus feed. Um, not totally a hundred percent sure exactly what this feed is going to turn into over time. Uh, we have, we've kicked around a few ideas. We have, and we haven't settled on anything. Right. So we're going to either pick one of those or pick all of them and just kind of play around with it. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, we do have a few ideas though. So, uh, for this one though, for this, uh, inaugural episode here, I'm going to kick it off to Frank and let you kind of take the wheel on this one. Um, you can kind of, uh, explain to us what we're going to, what we're going to do. I don't even know what, what we're going to do on this one. So I wanted to stay in the same sphere that we stake within un-American somewhat, but not as heavy. Like, uh, so I wanted to stick with fraudsters, people who make their money grifting, essentially. Okay. But in a, and maybe not in a way that, that reaches the level of, um, fascist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fascist level. Yeah. Fair enough. It's a high watermark. Right. Um, and I was thinking of a bunch of different things we could do and a bunch of different people we could do, but I wanted a a number of, I wanted some variety. Okay. If I was going to, if this was going to continue going on and I hit upon uh, a show I used to like quite a bit and I've soured on, uh, coast to coast AM. Oh, Yes. You know this show. Oh, yes, I do. Most people do, or at least know <clears throat> the concept of the show. It's been running since f- before we were born. Yeah, 84, definitely. 84, I think. It, it goes for four hours every night. It's on AM. It reaches all 50 states. I fucking... I actually like this show because it's weird. Now, I've only heard 
the the like lighthearted stuff. Like yeah. I haven't heard anything that gets too to Alex Jones and, and, or well, whatever. No, they're, and they're actually Alex Jones is a, is a frequent. He'll pop up on every once in a while, but for typically they don't go as heavy into um, life threatening conspiracies. Right, right. They don't try to push anything that's well, going to lead to someone showing up with a gun. Yeah, because it's mostly like paranormal. Aliens it's stuff. To, I mean, and, 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 and let's be and let's be boys. real honest. It's uh, I think in our time zone, it's one a.m. to four a.m. every morning, right. or maybe midnight to four, or one to five. I used to. It is a hundred percent for people who work overnight at shitty jobs yeah. and stoners. I was just gonna say, I used to work overnight at a hotel, and that's I, it. I was yeah, you, the you, only person in the hotel folding sheets and shit. Exactly. And, I'd sit there and, and listen to this. I worked there retirement home where uh i was doing laundry at overnight yep. and it's like the perfect thing to listen to in the middle of the night it's just yeah. spooky enough especially like before podcasts were super prevalent like you could they had a very online presence yeah, always definitely like, yeah yeah this so isn't this isn't on, love line it's not yeah, love yeah. line um but it reaches probably as many people honestly right it probably does so i wanted to focus on coast Tweakers. to coast <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's just say they're not advertising like uh like PhD diplomas, you right, know? <laughs> right. Um, one of the things that I was like wrestling with is like, well, what do we what do we cover? Do we cover this week? Do we cover like something topical? Then what are they talking about? COVID or something? And I was kind of just clicking through their YouTube because they're actually behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. So getting episodes is like I didn't want to take anything that they were charging for. That right. was my philosophy. Is like if they give it away for free, we can cover it. Okay, because it's like it's you know. They give away like a half hour of each episode for gotcha. free on YouTube or whatever, an hour, and the rest is behind a paywall. Gotcha. And it's actually really hard to get around that paywall, I can tell you. But I was kind of just like throwing a dart at the calendar, and I hit upon a day, and I was listening, and I was like, well, this is interesting. It, it leads us into a conversation I've wanted to have with you because of something you read recently twice. Okay. And uh, it, But then something happened like three-fourths of the way through. I'm like, oh, shit, this is a sign. We have to cover this day Okay. and this guy. And it's someone you, you've never heard of, but I will go ahead and let uh, longtime host George Norrie introduce our guest for today. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. I'm George Norrie. This hour, Paul McGuire joins us, author, former talk show host, professor of biblical prophecy at the King's College. Paul has produced two science fiction feature films in Hollywood, met with the former Prime Minister of Israel, after completing his latest book, we're talking now. Are you ready? We'll find out if you are. Paul McGuire on Coast to Coast. And Paul, how are you? George, it's great to be on your program. I've listened to you all across the United States, so it's a a delight to join you tonight. It's good to have you. You have written a very factual, scary book, my friend. It's true, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, and I didn't intend to... (laughs) To, to make it scary, but it, but but the point is, it is true. You know, we are, um, the human race, time is accelerating. Yeah, yeah, it is. Time Actually, is accelerating, yeah. Um, uh, he didn't set out to write a scary book. He only wrote a book about the end times. Okay, here's the thing. First please, of all, please, two, please. two comments. I love this already because uh, science fiction di- uh, director. Uh, uh, yeah. Producer. Who, he producer. produced two science fiction films. Do you want to know what those films are? I would love to know. Have you ever heard of Wired to Kill from 1986? I fucking no. Neither has anybody else. <laughs> right. He also produced some shitty TV series or he appeared in a TV series like A Prophecy of the Future of America, uh, Inhuman, The Next and Final Phase of Man is Here. 
it's supernatural. It's, it appears on a lot of shitty reality TV so doomsday prophecy. Basically, stuff. if Tarantino only made that Lost movie, the eighty the eighty seven birthday movie or whatever, oh, my just, friend's birthday, yeah, yeah, like yeah. he made those. If we found the footage, yeah, it would be yeah. he made those. Okay, uh, so I also like, love his his, his they, they, like he, the start is like the biblical shit, and yeah. then and then the science fiction right. because that he also dabbled in Hollywood, right. you know. Doesn't shout Scientology to me in any and way. And he has a long form. history. Like I don't want to get into whether the King's College or whatever is a credible institution because I'm not prepared or, or knowledgeable enough to speak on that. But I do know that his resume, while it seems impressive when you say it out loud. It, when you look at it, it's like, all right, you you executive produced or appeared as a talking head in a couple of shitty movies or TV shows. Right. Um, you have a syndicated radio show, which is on AM radio. It's not really any more credible than Coast to Coast, and it had less viewership. Right. As evidenced by the fact that it's no longer around. Right. And then, like, you've written columns for World, Net Na- World Net Daily. That's a huge red flag of your credibility yeah. as anybody. That's not a site that anybody goes to for real news. No. Um, and then, like, he has written a, a shit ton of books. He's prolific. He's up to, like, 15. But they have titles like uh, Supernatural Faith in the New Age, um, Spirit-Filled Life Kingdom Dynamics. Are these going to be, like, lizard spirits? And it starts out with just, like, his first couple books are just religious, and then you start getting into uh, Countdown to Armageddon, like, those kind of books, and leads right. to Are You Ready? All right. And obviously, I should point out that this uh, interview happened... May twenty first, two thousand twelve. We guy, are in the height of the my my uh the Mayan calendar. So this guy is like, here's the deal: if I write you a check, you'll give me a bunch of money <laughs> now, right? Like it's, it'll be good for it, Mister Mister Loan Office. <laughs> like because it's a check, thinking very much the Parks and Rec idea, right? Like, yeah. Oh, like we won't be here tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. If you accept this check, I'm good for it. It's even okay. worse because he is a hundred percent a grifter. But before we get into more of that, let's go ahead and uh, I guess we'll figure out why time is accelerating or why that's bad. Okay. We live in a generation, as you know, and I know your listeners know that we are accelerating as a as a species and as a race, and I believe we're about ready to crack. Uh, the time barrier and move into it into eternity. You understand that? Wait, no, none of this means anything. No, I know. Like, <laughs> That's these, right. these words don't belong together. They don't, yeah, especially the first words out of the gate to establish what your book is about, which what, is uh, ostensibly the end times. What is time accelerating mean? I'm guessing I don't know either because time doesn't. It's that's not how time works. It doesn't get faster. And to. well, and the the phrase breaking into eternity just means apocalypse right it means we're all going to die and go to heaven so essentially i'm just gonna guess like ahead of time early in the game that this guy is some weird version of uh of some kind of religious fanatic probably christian yeah uh, and you're gonna see an evolution because we'll touch on at the end where he is today which will not surprise you after what you've probably already heard and what you're gonna hear okay uh but, like, yeah, when you say, like, we're about to, like, time is accelerating, we're about to crack through into eternity, like, that's that means nothing. No, that those is, are um, just crackpot Especially words. for a, a noted author, in heavy quotes, and a professor. That's, like, that's something that, like, your crazy aunt yeah, says. Yeah, th- if like, a professor tells you that, I would look up and be like, I can't write that in my notes, because that's not something I can study. Yeah. That's, cracking into eternity yeah. through the time barrier. Sir, 
That's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't fucking Back to the Future. Can you fix that, please? And this is what... Coast writing to, that shit down. Coast to Coast does so well is they traffic in people that they present as being very knowledgeable and being very uh, credible. Like, this guy's written books. He's a teacher. He's been on CNN. And but they he can write their, a book. Yeah, exactly. They can self-publish. Did you see the fucking uh, Democratic field last time? Right. Miriam Williamson? Like, come on. A bunch of self-help, self-help books? Like, what is that? Like, it's pull yourself up by the bootstraps with, like, flowers and soup on the cover. Right. Fuck off. Chicken soup for the unemployed. <laughs> for the unemployed soul. <laughs> uh, but to Paul McGuire's point, like, we have to be fair. Like, how do we know that the world is ending? And we'll, we'll let him uh, take a crack at that. Okay. I'm totally game. And, and before that happens, uh, there's a convergence of events that I talk about in my book, Are You Ready? And they would be things like uh, the possibility of World War III or Armageddon in the Middle East, the uh, coming one world government, the coming one world oh, economic come on, system, dude. the signs of the times that Christ talked album. about, the super volcanoes, <laughs> the earthquakes, the tsunamis, the freak weather, uh, the, the planets that are appearing uh, in our solar system and galaxy. Uh, things that you and I would never have dreamed of happening when we were kids. So, so the reason you wouldn't agree, you wouldn't dream of them happening as kids is because those aren't planets do not appear in our solar system. Yeah, that would be catastrophic to gravity. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Like, okay, so besides the point that like we'd all be sucked into like so, like we'd all be exploded if, right? he, if he was right. <laughs> like this guy is like I guarantee you I mean I I don't know if I don't know what's coming so I don't know what will like if we can prove it in in this episode but I guarantee you or at least would totally bet a bunch of my money on the fact that this is the same guy who's like yeah the government tells you global warming is like don't fucking talk to me about crazy weather freak weather and well like, that's oh, actually what I would point out that if you take out the planets appearing randomly which a can't happen and you take out uh I love that he specifies World War three or the apocalypse breaking out in the Middle East might be a sign of the end times if the apocalypse breaks out anywhere it's the end times you mother that's what the <laughs> word means yeah, no shit <laughs> um but the other things he listed like one world government that's just like that's stupid i'm throwing out that out the window but the other yeah. three things like tsunamis volcanoes and earthquakes that's that's just global warming that's climate change yeah. buddy exactly yeah and yeah maybe you didn't dream about that in the 50s when you were born but... maybe you didn't hear alex jones talk about it recently <laughs> right? but tune into coast to coast you will ah oh, ridiculous um so we're getting like obviously 2012 was a a hotbed for conspiracy and it was lighthearted at the time because most Although people 2021 makes it look like <laughs> bullshit <laughs> and like, it actually like to see where it, was that? to see where that this inform- but that was like it was such an innocent time where the internet and social media weren't developed enough to really push theories like that right you had to go out and kind of go out and search for it there weren't there weren't enough like no offense to the generations, but there weren't enough dumb old people on the internet because right. they because it is a lot of that. It was and, before your pa- your parents got on Facebook, right? Yeah, and it was before that. You know, like we still laughed about people who believed in twenty twelve, the end times. Yeah, enough people took it seriously that we covered it, like Y two K. But I think Y two K kind of burned us, and we knew that like the right. world's gonna be here in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Um. So it can seem by looking at it, this wasn't like it, it seemed a lot less harmful than it um, would turn out to be. 
because it was just like we're goofing on people who believe the the world is gonna end imminently, and right. this guy's trying to capitalize on it. He yeah. wrote a book, uh, conveniently six months before the world's gonna end, just enough time to ride the sails out. You know, yeah, no shit. That's not suspiciously timed. No, but you know, we wouldn't be. Uh, he wouldn't be a professor of biblical literature if he didn't whip in a little bit of. Um, I don't even know what to, a biblical prophecy yeah, to, to tie together the fact that the world's going to end. You would certainly hope so. There's this super convergence going on uh, with the Mayan calendars, the, the Hopi prophecies, uh, Nostradamus, Agricase, Nostromama. go on and on and on. <laughs> and, and so many of them talk about this time period. It's not just 2012. It's, it's the next 30 years. And this convergence... Um, you know, before we got on the air, I was thinking about the Tower of Babel or Babylon and the fact that at one point, and who knows what's going on there now, but U.S. soldiers were in Babylon uh, not too long ago, which is located in Iraq. That's right. But Babylon is the same place where Nimrod built the Tower of Babel or Babel, and a, a lot of people don't understand that the Tower of Babel was a stargate, and Nimrod built the stargate Babylon, or Babel, as a portal to welcome entities from another dimension. Okay, hold on. <laughs> First of all, you, you have questions? I'm actually, frankly, surprised. Babylon is the fucking ancient—is the capital city of the ancient ba- Babylonian Empire— Babylon no longer exists anywhere, right? Fair? Yeah, I mean, I think... You can say that, like, it's the region. Also, it's not fair to say that, like, well, troops were there not too long ago. It's the Middle East. Troops were everywhere not too long ago. It's the fucking most, uh, like, territory changes hands all the time. Also... Especially in 2012. Stargate, like, first of all... I don't remember reading that in the Bible. I'm also pretty sure that's trademarked. If not straight up <laughs> copywritten, I don't think you can use Stargate, my friend. Um, and, not without putting SG one behind yeah, it. Yeah, and I don't believe I wasn't it in the in the Bible that that was their intention. The Tower of Babel, the intention. Well, the intention was to reach up to go to, to heaven, reach and then up to heaven because but, of their ignorance, they were given different tongues, so they couldn't understand each other. What Stargate? Right. That's not. Unless the aliens were the people that taught them different tongues and they were a punishment. It does, yeah, it doesn't make sense even yeah, that way. No, maybe, in, like, the only way I'm buying it is if you can show me that in the Dead Sea Scrolls. If you right. show me that in the Dead Sea Scrolls, then I, like... Also, uh, explain to me, what Hebrew word translates roughly to Stargate in modern English? <laughs> yeah. I, would love to re- I would love to find that out. That's a fair point. Very fair point. Um, but <laughs> let, let's let uh, Paul McGuire tell us a little more about Stargates. You know, in Genesis, you have the story of the the world's first one world government, the Tower of Babel and Babylon. And here we are thousands of years later, and now we're seeing the new Babylon emerge before us, this, this coming one world government. And I think there's a relationship between the Stargate, the portal that welcomes entities from another dimension – reoccurring once again. I think it's reoccurring in our lifetime. There were not green Martians in the Bible. Like, there was not... There were not dimensions and in I the Bible. And I love the most proof he presents for why 
the Tower of Babylon is now going to be reactivated is that like soldiers were there not too long ago. Yeah. It's like that doesn't that, that doesn't mean anything. That's also, not even a, a correlation. I'm almost pretty positive that even in like even in Revelation, like it's not dimensions, like it's a vision. Like there's not right. like I also I I want someone to explain to me and I've been searching for this answer for what feels like a decade. Why the idea of a first world or a one world government terrifies people so much. Only on he the never right. explains why that is a sign of the apocalypse. That, that, I don't remember. Re- is that part of the Bible that like if we all unite around one king, we're suddenly doomed because Jesus is the only real king or something? I maybe? I don't know. I missed that part. And like I have a history of like I went to private school. I went to Christian school. I I don't remember. I don't get it either. I don't know why that's a fear from because from my perspective on the left of center like a one world government wouldn't even be that bad like what does that mean first it's of all impl- show- implausible with the way governments fight like right. which government is going to take which yeah, laws are we going to follow and the way that people fight like somebody yeah. would try to be the supreme but the idea that like we all need to get together and, and uh, be a and community work, like that is ultimately what one world government means in a practical sense yeah. in the 21st century but he's just using it as the globalist I, and thing. I do want to go back for a minute I know it's been a minute but when he botched the name of uh, Nostradamus and uh, that was his Nostrafe moment, <laughs> right? Like, I'm so happy that he did that. But he dropped another name uh, when he said that. It was Edgar Casey. Do you ever heard of him? Uh uh-uh. uh He was this guy. He was in the first half of the 19th, like 1900s. He was a psychic, and he was known as like the sleeping psychic, a real psychic or a bullshit. The, they're psychic. all well, yeah. <laughs> but he would give readings while asleep. That he would have his uh, assistant put him under, and then he would give psychic readings. And then eventually, his wife started putting him under, and then he developed good enough that he could put himself under whatever. But he named a number of predictions that just weren't true. Like, I have one, my favorite one that I read was uh, lands will appear in the Atlantic as well as in the Pacific, and Poseida, Poseida will be among the first portions of Atlantis to rise again, expected in 68 or 69, not so far away. <laughs> first of all, it sounds like a tweet. <laughs> That's a Trump tweet, right? right? That's 100%. But I will also point out that it is now 2021 and uh, Atlantis has not risen <laughs> right. out of the sea. It's going to be great. I've more things are going to go under the water than rise out of them. <laughs> right. Um, so, well, like, that's the, idea the, that's of, like, the freak weather happening. Yeah, and you can get into Nostradamus. He's used as this catch-all uh, for people that, like, oh, he wrote all these great prophecies. They're they're very vague. But they're Simpsons prophecies. Yeah, in like, the way that, like, in the way oh, that, very loosely, like, life-imitated art. Yeah. Yeah, Willie stood there with his shirt off, and if you put a bunch of tattoos on him and put him at the Capitol, then he also looks like, looks like the, the, yeah. the Q shaman. Uh. <laughs> But I want I, I, to. I, I love hearing about aliens talking to uh, Jesus. Yeah, let's let's hear a little more about the Babel builders. It appears that there was some kind of civilization, let's say in Atlantis, that got submerged, and these um, um, of Egyptian pyramids, nice. et cetera, were, were technological. So this this these early civilizations were 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 highly sophisticated technologically. And I believe, as some of your guests do, and I, I think you do, that these early inhabitants of our planet were in contact with intelligence from either another planet or intelligence from another dimension. Okay, first of all, was he projecting right there what George oh, yeah. Nori believes? I, like, well, to be fair, 
George Norrie believes everything that's ever been told to him. Can I just make a point, too, that, like, George Norrie is great at letting, like, these guys... He has got the coolest voice. Like, he does. you said that in one of the breaks, and, like, he, he does, man. I love his voice. He would be great Which at, like, baseball and dancing. When, when you're drunk at, like, 2 in the morning, and, like, you and your friends want to talk about aliens or Bigfoot, like, yeah. oh, yeah, put on the coast to coast. He could totally stop the show right now and go be a base any baseball announcer for any oh, team. Oh, yeah. The, and it would the next totally Howard Cosell work. or something, yeah. Baseball sucks, but, like, he would be good at that job <laughs> so uh yeah that's ridiculous i i don't understand how he's why he's trying to tie the the dimensions to the to the biblical shit and also like kind of weird right-wing conspiracies about the globalists or like and then bringing in atlantis for no reason why like and I, you said this is 2012 right 12, yeah. so this guy is like what meme readers would go on to be yeah like, and we'll touch on later where he ends up and it's you it's exactly where you would think right um Q. <laughs> we'll get there spoiler <laughs> Uh, but getting back to the the eminent end times, as he puts it, uh, I, I guess we, the question would be like, well, how, how, Paul, do we know when the end is coming? You have looked at the possibility of World War III, of nuclear war. Are these possibilities getting stronger every day? As, as you know, George, they, they are not, they're not only getting stronger, they're, they're, they're unless God intervenes and protects this nation— uh, they could, they could be. I hope they're not, but they could be eminent. Come on, I don't like that. I don't like what? when I don't like when people start asking God to step in like that for one specific country in a nation or in a world that has how many countries? Yeah, I don't even know the no- hundreds. They're not even important, even though the portal to God was over on one of those well, other. And countries. I also like I I don't know if it the was currently super- <laughs> existing Babylon. If it was super important, I feel like. Jesus would have mentioned in the Bible. God would have written it down. You know, like you're going to find this awesome new land in a couple of years, and yeah, that's going to be the whole. And you're going to kill all the people there, right. and then, <laughs> then you're going to take it over, not hold anybody accountable for shit. <laughs> ah, sorry, I'm mixing feeds. I do hate <laughs> the idea that God has some special interest in this country, or or I think everybody does that probably I mean, across even, the I mean, world. Everyone does it, even when you look at um. Football players, when they interview them, or anybody, any sports player yeah. after a game, like, well, God just wanted us to win. God is not a fucking Denver Broncos fan. You there know, was, I refuse to believe that. Some comedian had a joke. I can't remember who it was, but uh, about, like, it might have been Chris Rock. I can't remember. But uh, about how rappers, like, accept awards or whatever and talk about, like, I want to thank God and my mama. The song is called Rape Your Mama. <laughs> like, uh, like God, God didn't play a part in that, buddy. Right. Like if if God, I understand, maybe you're trying to be humble, but there's a way to do it without right. sounding condescending. If God is there, He gave you free will, and let's just you're take making God sound like one. a jackass, yeah. a real petty jackass. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not a big fan of Paul uh, McGuire. I'm, I'm can tell you aren't oh, either. No? But uh, he's not just he's not just a biblical scholar. He's also one of the foremost experts on modern terrorism. You would be surprised to learn. No way. Giving his surprising lack of any credentials. <laughs> but let's tell you about Armageddon that. Armageddon begins. And what's, what's traceable these days, Paul, they may not know where the bomb came from, but they might not, but they might know where the parts of the bomb came from and who bought them. Right. And my concern is, and I, and I deal with it in the book, Are You Ready? My concern is, is that sleeper cells have been here from, let's say, Iran uh, for 20 years and or 10 years, 
And some of those sleeper cells very possibly have, even if it's just two or three of those Russian suitcase nukes, and if they were to detonate in Los Angeles or New York or some other city, uh, the devastation, and I, I, you know, I've studied the, the impact of what happens with a five-megaton uh, nuclear weapon or a 25-megaton nuclear weapon if it hits L.A., uh, the devastation is, is unimaginable. Paul Williams, researcher, is still convinced that five U.S. cities have these suitcase nukes tucked away, hidden away there, uh, information coming to him from a former Soviet uh, general. Um, it's kind of scary, Paul. Yeah, yeah, so we should it, just, like... I it mean, would be scary. It yeah. would be scary, George. <laughs> it, it, it seems as though this guy, who I just brought in off the street, who says some shit, about some guy he knows that can't that we can't verify has the inside scoop I, I, about I would, about not only the damage that like a five what megaton bomb might do might do but might do over if they and over. possibly <laughs> do have it in a snoop this guy is writing his fucking movie say, script or his screenplay <clears throat> like as we're going through yeah. this interview and, and I'm and I will say that they're like missing nuclear like uh nuclear bombs are an issue. They have gone missing. America has misplaced a few. A bunch of countries have, and it is a big problem. <clears throat> but using that as a boogeyman to say, like, well, what if someone has it in the, uh, the shape of a suitcase, and what if they have five of them, and right. what if they're already in America, they've, and they've been here for ten years? What are they waiting for? Yeah. He, us to catch them? Why don't they just blow them up? Nah, he watched, like, God of War or some shit. <laughs> Lord of I War do, and just... I want to say how deep George Norrie's memory goes. Because when he he said, uh, he called him journalistic expert Paul Williams was on the show and talked about that he believes that they have these suitcase nukes. He's referring to uh, when Paul Williams was on the show in 2007 is when he said that. Five this, years prior? Yeah, to 2012. And I will say it's 2021, and we still have not had a nuke go off in L.A. So I don't know why they're waiting. Like maybe the right moment hasn't come. Maybe not. Or it could be that, like, it's... Certainly be... not COVID when a bunch of people were locked in place. <laughs> and people have pointed out, like, uh, people smarter than me, that, like, there are ways to trace nukes. They give off a pretty easy-to-recognize signature. That's why we're able to use spy satellites to keep tracks on North Korea, right. you know? Because they're, it's, they're, very, they're very watchable. Yeah. It's hard to hide them. Yeah, they're fucking nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... But I love the fact that, like, he's just, like, there's no conspiracy that Paul McGuire doesn't love. He's like, well, you know, there's aliens in the Bible, so we have, like, the chariot of the gods kind of thing going on. We have stargates with other dimensions. Angels are basically just aliens. Yeah, they're like Jedi, right? Winged people. I'm I'm writing my next movie. Yeah. And then, like, now he's getting into, like, 24 fucking terrorism storylines. He is just pitching a goddamn miniseries. I swear to God. Is he Q? Like, could he be Q? I don't think he writes that well. Yeah, probably. Actually, not. I want to point out that uh, I did some research on his book. Uh, that he's the one he's promoting on this show. Uh, Are you ready? And the I went through a bunch of ratings on Goodreads, and this rating pretty much summed up most of them. Some of them are fanboys and buy in, and they're five star ratings. The every other rating follows this line. Quote: This is from Nancy. Quote: I won this in a Goodreads giveaway. Trump was appointed by God and the Illuminati are fighting against him. All you need to know about this book. What a load of bullshit. <laughs> Trump? This was a 2012 Most, 
Uh, no, the, uh, the, uh, this was. Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't that book. It was uh, uh, one of his newest books. He's written like five since this. Okay. His newest book is called Trunk Apocalypse. Okay. Which is surprising to exactly no one. Yeah, no, not not whatsoever. So he goes like, "Are you ready?" And then he does another book called "The Warning: The Day the Dollar Died." Are you ready for the microchip? And then Trump apocalypse. <laughs> nice. So he took a real hard line. So into does Q. he put out two books a year or something? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, lately he be- definitely has because the the Are you ready for the microchip? Is that COVID related or is that prior? Um, I to actually COVID? don't know what year that came out. It was right before 2018 is when Trump apocalypse came out. So it was right before then. I'm guessing it was. It was before COVID, yeah. Oh, it was before COVID. Yep. Okay. Um, so he was on that tip early. So was maybe it- he's a prophet, too. <laughs> Who knows? This is the Fuck. problem. Because the world has swung farther to his point of view, he now be- falsely believes that his view is right and justified mm. and that the world is catching up to him rather than the fact that his crazy – that he's one of the people perpetuating this life and these lies that are now taking root in social media. Yeah, that's – it takes a lot of ego and stupidity to believe the shit that these people believe, but, um, but I can't. In 2021, I can't be surprised by it. Like, no, in 2012, I probably would have listened to this and laughed about it. Yeah, and, and not been the not the realized how painful it was going to yeah. be in a decade, or how harmful. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But I do want to get back. One of the reasons I really wanted to touch on this is because he talks a lot about revelations and you had just read revelations twice yeah and we've I, had a couple of conversations but i was like i want to utilize that because you read it for no reason we didn't end up doing anything yeah, with it no i at d- the time i didn't uh i actually had a lot of fun reading that um i'll i'll let him talk about it first and then i'll get we can i'm sure that it will spark a conversation <laughs> uh and we can talk about my feelings i would say the overwhelming percentage of the churches in america uh, actually have a policy where they will not, they, they forbid the teaching of the book of Revelation uh, in their churches. And the book of Revelation has never been more applicable and, and more immediate in the history of mankind, yet it's censored out of most of the churches. Okay. It's the only X-rated book in the Bible. It sure is. <laughs> so to me... Only, only X-rated book in the Bible? All right, so I don't, I don't know Sodom that. and Gomorrah, that's our... But X-rated, and you got to go Sodom in Revelations, go, right? I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he's calling it X-rated. Uh, Is it to no, me? I, what one thing yeah, I want to point out real quick? Nori's little like okay, okay yeah. like that's me not wanting to fuck with the religious people. Like I'm like I'm smart enough to be a host that knows I'm grifting this shit right, right. now. Like I'm not gonna and I probably have a lot of supporters that are deeply yeah, religious. I am not gonna piss off the the religious crowds. <laughs> uh, that's one hundred percent what that is. Um, but. Is it true? So I'm. Uh, so I, I've never been to church in besides like a fish fry. So let me give me give you my history. I've out of all the podcasts we've done, I've never really gone into it. And I actually I think it's funny because you described kind of my like religion or my my thoughts on religion almost better, like probably better than I've ever described it. When a few weeks ago we were talking and you said you you. It seems like you have a don't ask, don't tell policy, and like, and that is kind of my policy <laughs> yeah. about uh, about religion. Um, but I will tell you that, like, I was raised Catholic. I was uh, I went to private school for nine years, eight years, nine years, 
uh, all through like grade school through middle school and then the first year of high school um and so as far as the revelation being banned my personal experience with that is that it is not read like i went to church twice a week growing up because we went with at school during the week and then again on sunday with yeah. the family um it is never read in a catholic church like it is never part of the there's never a homily about it there's never uh but I don't think it's banned. In fact, I would. I know that it's not because I know people who have gone to like after church, like outside of the church, but still within the uh, parish Bible uh, study, Bible study yeah, type things. things. And they they'll teach it there. Like they'll give their. Um, I think it's probably a lot less applicable <laughs> because it's not trying to tell. A, I don't uh, know if I how to live. You know, or, or it's it's telling you what's gonna happen. It's a lot harder to relate that to real life. Right, and I have kind of a. I don't necessarily have an issue with the way it's taught because I, I, I guess that is what I have an issue with is the way that it's taught because I have a different idea about what that book means. As, uh, as, so you as, you've read it twice recently. Did yeah, in reading recently. it in reading it, did you get the feeling that it was telling you? There's a that, lot that we were living through the times they were describing. There's a lot of things that. Uh, <sighs> at one point we should sit down and we should do a full-on like revelation thing i'll go you want to do an audio commentary to the book of revelation i'm down i kind of do because like there's because i think i need to know more about the historical context there are things i'd like to know about like the time it was written it was written allegedly by john the baptist or not john the baptist fuck uh john the apostle after being exiled from i believe rome uh and like and he was real old and i think there are even like historians that say he might have either uh like had dementia or had like was hallucinating or or like whatever there's always those those uh theories that yeah. maybe he was poisoned with bread and he was tripping I or have something i've always taken it like in my reading of it recently within the i've read it twice within the last year and when i read it like it was kind of back to back it was yeah, within like a week. Yeah, it was like a week yeah. after I read it. I was like, I'm going to do it again. Uh, I enjoyed it so much. I'm going to put my. Yeah. It here's how I here's how I took in Revelation the same way that I would take in Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. Like I just I didn't listen to it with any like I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't need it to be God. I don't need it to be, like. I just want to know what is in the book of Revelation because religious fanatics cite the book of Revelation as an example of the end that we are allegedly living through. And my feeling on that is it's kind of presumptuous because, like, if you read it, there's a lot of shit in it that makes you go, well, hold on. This was written 2,000 years ago. In the book of Revelations, the earth is still flat. And I know that because there's four corners of the earth that are mentioned many fucking times. <laughs> like, the, the like, so there are things that, like, the people who were writing it at the time didn't fucking know. So even if they were the smartest people of their time, there was, like, 12 people of their time. And, like, they only knew so much. Um, and I think that you could use it for a metaphor of the end of a lot of things. Like you could, you could use it as 
Maybe John the Apostle was talking about the fall of Rome when it happened like 10 years before he got exiled. Right. Like, you... It, and using that as a template for how all great kingdoms would fall. Right. And like, and then if you take into account that, like, maybe he was hallucinating, maybe he did have dementia, maybe he was just a pissed off old guy that, like, was mad and was writing a doomsday story. Like, there's a lot of things Revelation could be, but I, and I don't know what it is. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I'm 2,000 years old and that I fucking know what that means, but... I think that's kind of the key to to absorbing revelation is to be like, all right, I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to try to like rationalize this without telling myself that sensationalizing I, that it or... I know what this means yeah. because you can't know what it means. Like, it's really weird. It's about fucking dragons and shit. <laughs> like, and, and Paul McGuire, <laughs> if nothing, is able to try to convince everyone that is able to put off an error that, he knows what it means. Right. And he knows exactly what it means. You know, a lot of, like, when the pandemic started, a lot of, like, religious fanatics turned the COVID vaccine into the mark of the beast from right. Revelation. And I guarantee you, Paul McGuire was able to pull off these clips from coast to coast, right. post them on his Facebook, and be like, hey, guys, I was saying in 2012 that the next 25 years are going to be real hectic. But, and, yeah, he did say that, but he also would have said that in the 90s right. and the 80s and any decade he was in because and, you're going to be right. That and, times are they're strife. Right. You can loosely relate shit to anything that you want. If I – look, from my perspective, if you want me to go to the religious fanatic extreme of, oh, I know what this means and the mark of the beast is, I wouldn't say it's the vaccine. I would say it's the MAGA hat, right? Because, like, in the book of Revelation, perspective. The, the, yeah. the Antichrist is there, and he and he is the opposite of God. And he, but God lets him uh, get all of these fucking followers, and then who like, are ostensibly, uh, like, pious yeah. people. Um, so, like, yeah, it's hugely perspective based. And I think yeah. that, like, I think saying that this is. What it means, this is proof of the end times, is really fucking arrogant. Well, and speaking of proof, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let him zone in. I'm gonna let Paul zone in on what he thinks specifically in the Book of Revelations. What strikes him in that that makes him think it's today, right? Let's hear it from his own mouth. I was reading this uh, passage of scripture in the Book of Revelation where it talks about that the the elite. I'm paraphrasing will hide in the rocks and the caves. Uh, and that's what it specifically says. Pause it. Don't say, I'm paraphrasing, and then say, like, the next sentence, like, well, this is exactly what they said. <laughs> yeah. You're a jackass. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. What he was paraphrasing, though, was the elite. They don't yeah. fucking say well, the I'll, elite. And let him finish out his quote, but we'll get back to that. As, as this devastation uh, is hitting planet Earth, the elite will hide deep in the rocks and the caves. And I, I read that, and it was like the, a light bulb went on my head, and I began to think of all the underground military bases, the underground cities built for the elite, the political elite. Not only they're, they're all over the United States. They're not just bunkers. They're underground cities that can withstand nuclear blasts. I won't name where they are, but you you know where they are, and and they're in Russia. <laughs> 
<laughs> what is this guy's deal? <laughs> I'm not going to name where they are. But you know where they are. They're in Russia. <laughs> oh Fuck my it, I'll God. name where they are. <laughs> to be fair, I think he was saying he won't name where they are in America. He won't get specific. Right. But yeah, that is funny as shit. Yeah. I had to cut it that way. You would be the, like, don't tell this guy a secret. So, But, but you, <laughs> like, you nailed it when we stopped stop the clip. They like They don't use the word elite. No, that is where he is paraphrasing to quote him because yeah. that is what makes his case. And I went, I was curious because I'm not, a, I don't know the Bible that well, so I went and pulled the quote, Revelation six fifteen, and I actually pulled two versions because there's the King James and uh, the English Standard of the two I pulled because okay. there's like twenty different translations, mm-hmm. and they are they do slightly ch- change what you can interpret get out. it exactly. Yeah. Um, so the first one from the King James Bible, it says, quote, and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondsman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountain. That's every one. That is every fucking person. That's yes, every that's person. That's not the elite. No. That you cherry picked the first part of that quote. And then the the English standard is even worse. Uh, then the kings of the earth and the great ones and the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone slave and free hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks that, of the mountains. It is everyone. That guy just cherry picked a verse. And, and then specifically is- said that like, oh, because they say elite, if I just delete and scratch out everything behind that, it makes my point. Yeah. If you squint real hard, you can't, it makes my point. You can't dot, dot, dot in a, when you're quoting something. Exactly. I love the fact that like this is why I wanted to bring this up though because you had such a recent reading of Revelations. I really enjoyed reading it too because yeah. it, like which is a weird thing to say probably for people who are like like I don't know orthodox whatever. Um, but like for me, I just was like because like I said, I didn't go to the extracurricular or like the 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 Bible study or whatever. So it truly was I, an X-rated book of the Bible for you. Well, for me, it was <laughs> like I didn't read it until I was uh, thirty-three years old, and was like, okay, well, there's that. Um, but I don't like the way that he's interpreting it. Not so, at all. Which it's, is it's very... I don't like the way that most people most of the times most of the time, if revelation is being brought into the conversation, I'm not gonna like how it's being interpreted. Right. Because like <laughs> the only people that are bringing it up are religious fanatics or somebody who just read it twice, who's like, "Hey, can we talk about this?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> like... I've been a part of the latter conversations. Those are pretty fun. Right. Um. So the next thing that happened. Blew my fucking mind. Because I'm sitting there listening. We're in 2012. I'm trying to get... I've listened at this point to probably 100 hours. Or, I mean, not 100. I'm exaggerating. But <laughs> right. dozens of hours of yeah. fucking coast to coast. Over my life, I've definitely listened to 100 hours of this yeah, shit. Yeah, definitely. But the thing that happened next is they go to a caller, and it. I like almost jumped out of my chair because it is such a coincidence what happens. Let's go to Scott in St. Louis. Hey, Scott. What? Go ahead. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, Scott. Yeah, I'm Scott Rose from St. Charles in Missouri. And, uh, you know, I've been an atheist and a Satanist most of my <laughs> life. And I just want to know, when do you think the uh, end will come? And do you think this has some connection, like I do, to demonic aliens? What? I'll take my answer off the air. Okay, what? hold on, hold on, hold on. Scott, <laughs> if you think your answer might have something to do with the demonic aliens, why don't you want the people to have that info? This guy is way too close to where we are, like, sitting right now. We have to yeah. find him and do a follow-up on this episode. So, I, 
the reason this is coincidental to people who don't know is because that the city he lives is the city we're currently recording this podcast. Yeah, that's like uh, saying like it, this guy could be two doors down that, from us. He absolutely could. And, and he I have into this show. I have a few fucking questions. I do too. First what of is all, an atheist satanist? Right, <laughs> like, right. Those, those cancel each other. You cannot be both. <laughs> you bud. can't be both. I'm thinking maybe he meant I was an atheist and now I'm a satanist, but he needs to clarify. Which, if you do know anything about satanism in 2021, like it really just is atheism with. Extra it, steps. It's atheism. It's a religious way of being an atheist. <laughs> like it's like someone called it a, a way, a, like a, a creative way of being an asshole. Yeah, it it's, is a creative way of being an right. asshole. One hundred. Now I will say, uh, I have not reached out to him, but I went on Facebook and did a little investigating, and I believe I have found Mr. Scott Rose of St. <laughs> Charles. Yeah, I think. It, it is a common enough name. All we're saying is if we can judge a book by its cover, we found Scott Rose. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's yeah, based on uh what I can glance from Con- his context clues. And I don't think he ended up very far from Paul McGuire. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. That, how small of a world is it though that yeah, like Yeah, that's insane. I, I the my first question to him would be like, Hey, is this you? Because if if it is, I have a question respectfully. And then my second question would be what the Are fuck? you still an atheist Satanist? <laughs> yeah. Please. My third question is did you get your answer off the air? Because I want to know if evil aliens are responsible. Because that seems like info I should have. Yeah, it should. Uh, it might, you know, color my decisions going forward. Oh, that is that is fucking ridiculous. Um, uh, but I guess we'll let, uh, real quickly, Paul answer Scott Rose's question of when will the end come? Okay. When does the end come, Paul, if at all? Thank you, George. Well, I, I, I must, uh, I, I, um... The, the fact that he's a practicing Satanist, I found interesting. Um, the, interesting the, how? The end is is coming quickly. <laughs> oh, come on, Scott. That's some punk-ass... Or Paul, yeah. Or Paul, whatever. I'm getting my characters yeah, mixed sir. up. Uh, you're... That's, the end is coming quickly. That's a punk ass. Well, and I would say we already knew the end is coming quickly because, as we know, time is accelerating. Mm-hmm. Of course We're about it to is. break through into eternity. Where all the aliens are at. Right, yeah. Apparently. And the and the other side of Stargate. <laughs> uh, oh, what a jackass! Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, um, yeah. So, um, first of all, I've already explained this on the main feed, but like, if you are a person who says that's interesting but doesn't explain how, fuck off! Like, that is right. not you can't do that. Like that. I'm sorry, like, I'm not trying to be the grammar Nazi here, or, like, whatever, but conversation... That is a prelude to a further point. Yeah. That is not a point in and of itself. Conversationally, and, and like, when... Especially if you're in a audio, like, An interview. An An interview format, particularly. You can't... That is not an acceptable answer. Yeah, you have to yes and. It's... it's, 100%. Or don't yes. Like, pick a different... Or just say fascinating. Yeah. Don't say that's fascinating, because that is definitely the build-up to a further point that we're not going to get. Like, when someone ends a sentence on a question mark, but or, like... like, Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, sorry, but that that is very frustrating. Because, like, I always want to know why. Why do you think that? Why do you think it's interesting? What about it? Because I bet you're fucking stupid. Yeah, (laughs) well, I bet it's because you're a biblical scholar and you just think Satanists are, like, misguided and silly. Right. Um, Versus us being like, why do you hold two opposing viewpoints at the same time? That's incongruent. What are you doing? Right. Do you believe in, like, entities or not? Are you the nihilist from the Big Lebowski? (laughs) Is that what, what you are? So we have we have one more clip, uh, and it's essentially we know when the time will come, and but how do you know 
how do you know the end is coming? What are the signs modern day that you should specifically be looking for? Are you asking me or Paul? Uh, well, we're going to let Paul tell us. All right, because I could guess. Do you want to guess? Ask me the question again. Uh, what are the, uh, what signs currently are, are like, uh, what are the current signs that we're entering the end times? Q drops. Well, no, this is back in 2012, the same, oh, the same time period. So back then, what would he have said? That would have given him enough reason to be like, I was right in 2021. Uh, John Cusack movie? I don't know. <laughs> the weird, you say anything, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the goal is to merge South America and North America into a regional global government, the American Union, which would be a mirror of the European Union. And in order to do it, do that, they are deliberately <clears throat> creating chaos on the borders. And I don't want to get too heavy tonight, but I believe in an organization called the Illuminati. I believe it's not fictitious. I believe it's real. Yeah. And their operating theme is order out of chaos or manufactured crisis. So you create chaos, whether it's class warfare or religious warfare or economic warfare or drug lord warfare, to produce a new order. They want panic. Paul, thank you so much. No, you want oh, panic, George. Hold on. You want hold panic. On. If it, like I was so disappointed they didn't say Soros. Like I wanted a 2012 Soros name because if he I would, think it was before Glenn Beck did his uh fair, Soros. Fair enough. I think maybe. He was still it, it's the same idea though. And like Oh yeah, definitely. Had he done it, he could have been Glenn Beck. But oh yeah, <laughs> like one hundred. He, he is too much of an annoying boy. If he had George Norrie's voice with those views, maybe. Or Glenn Beck's voice. Yeah, like yeah. Beck doesn't have a bad voice. It's just everything <laughs> else about him that's bad. Yes. Um, but I love the idea that even back then, the uh, countries working together, man, that's the sign of the end times. It, the European Union. How much do you think that he was jazzed when uh, the Europe left? Or they, you know, Brexit. <sighs> oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, that, that wasn't a sign to him that he didn't take COVID as a sign, which he definitely did. Uh, yeah. Trump Apocalypse essentially that book his latest book from what I can tell posits the idea that the Illuminati and the elite are conspiring behind Trump's back to prevent him from being the greatest president ever. Is that the deep state? Yeah, his word for the deep state is Illuminati. So he's still that's why he's not that's why he never got anywhere is because he branding. He branding. Yeah. yeah. You got to stick with the times, man. Like yeah. we have moved on. It's not the fucking the Illuminati. It's, it's not the 70s. It's not even the socialists anymore. It's the media mob. Like we yeah. fucking it's progress. The, we, with it's not socialist. It's Chinese. Get with the fucking yeah, program. Chai comes. That's yeah. the new phase. Uh, we'll, we'll re we'll reassess after K-pop. is. <laughs> Um, so that I know that K-pop is not Chinese, but to a racist that would make the other comments, oh, it you, probably you were in character. That's, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> you commit to your racist character. I, I do. <laughs> don't know. I don't know if I want to own that. Uh, but that is all I got for Paul McGuire, this uh, well, piece of shit who started out what might have seemed harmless enough, and then just snowballed. He is epic, like uh, an example of what the last 10 years has been what what 2010 is going to yeah. be remembered for the rise of social media misinformation that he was like at the forefront of yeah like he was peddling that stuff back before yeah. it was super profitable 100 percent. he's an interesting guy let and me I, sh- let me show them how this is done now because <laughs> he is essentially the like he is the epitome of what the social media meme readers like the people that are the people that are self-researchers like He's yeah. that guy. 
And he has a fucking typewriter, probably. <laughs> so he's writing books. Word processor. Word yeah, processor. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, I don't know. But, but yeah, that, that and I guy think he has is... just enough phony credits that you can, when you put up a meme and be like, you credit to, like, uh, he's a professor and he's been on CNN and Fox and he's written, you know, like, he's that uh, written 15 books that and fucking, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Vernon Coleman guy uh, or just, like, younger. That guy, the he's like a British conspiracy theorist. AIDS denier, anti-vaxxer, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, he's that guy, just, like, 40 years younger still. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's interesting. What, this was fun, though. Like, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed I, it. I enjoyed uh, that. <laughs> I think Coast to Coast, and also, like, how different Coast to Coast is, is that you'll turn it, you'll tune in one day and you'll hear an, an, an interview like this with some right. crackpot who's written a book and wants to scare you that the world is ending. But in the next episode or the next segment even, you're hearing about Bigfoot or yeah. out-of-body experiences yep. or what you can do to sleep better. Like sometimes they just – like sometimes, sometimes it feels like boring. Cosmo. Yeah, sometimes it's boring as fuck. As, yeah, yeah. But then, every, then someone like this comes on and you're like, oh, the, the, the Tower of Babel is a Stargate? Tell me more, professor. Please tell me more. Like, and which I'm Also, show me your citations. Where are your footnotes? <laughs> yeah. Uh well uh, uh, uh they're somewhere uh, footnote I'll have them quickly a like, footnote is a loose reading of the Bible for every one of them <laughs> yeah show me the Stargate <laughs> exactly uh, uh this has been fun though uh before we get out of here we should say thank you once again for everyone yeah uh, it, it, assuming that if you're here you have donated if you're not you're crafty and I give you I t- I tip my hat yeah, to you for that absolutely good on you yeah. for for getting around the shit that we haven't figured out how yeah. to get around yeah I'll work on stealing my credits uh, <laughs> yeah so I, I don't know we will probably do these I said from the beginning of the main feed that like these are not gonna be as as yeah uh, I, we will probably do another one of these I don't think it will be the next episode we'll revisit coast to coast right. we definitely will in the future because they're funny because they're fun yeah um and jim will be on with us the next time that we do bonus content the bonus content won't be as regular as the main feed obviously uh but you know we'll get jim in on it too we'll have to get uh, i'll have to stop figure out a goddamn way every week i tell myself with an american like hey i'm gonna prep this one and it's not gonna be as long as the last one and so far Every time I try to do that, it just gets longer and longer. And I've even, I so far, I've even tried to, like, shorten my timeline where I'm looking at a character. Like Andrew Cuomo. We did one year on Andrew Cuomo, and, it, and like, it just kept going. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what, what am I doing? Um, so, so and I love that I keep telling you, like, no, we should cover their whole career. And you're looking at me like, do you really want to sit here for six hours, yeah, motherfucker? Dude, no. No. I, like, I... Get I start getting down these rabbit holes where I can't stop pulling clips right. and I'm like ah what the, what the fuck am I gonna do, uh so anyway it's a spider web it all connects yeah so we'll see there will be there will be more bonus content in the future at our leisure, um you know whatever it, it's not gonna be as regular but there will be more soon yeah. and, and if uh, if anybody is interested in us following up with uh Scott let let us know because I'm I'm on the fence about it because I think it could be really insulting. It could be. And condescending. But I also think that, like, I don't think, I don't bet on it, but I, there is a possibility that he could be a good sport about a show he called in dude 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, he could be. And I'm, I'm much more, I, if it was me, I would be annoyed if someone got a hold of me. as like, hey, you called into St. Louis Radio in 
2011. You want to talk to me? I was like, get the fuck away. No. Like, no, you weirdo. I would. I, I would totally do it. Yeah. But I just like to talk. Like, I might send him a message. I don't know. There's like 7 million podcasts to prove that I just like to hear myself fucking talk. <laughs> Un-American is a Feverheart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condick, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com. And be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. <laughs>